Greetings, church. Uh, Leonard and Gertrude send their greetings from Zimbabwe and their blessings on all the leadership here and the, the church. Uh, their church um, is doing well, and their, their numbers are increasing. The Lord is, is moving. Um, we went uh, anticipating that we would have resistance because... As you know, when you go into the enemy's camp to spoil him, he shoots back, right? But we had um, no idea <laughs> the kind of resistance we were going to get. Uh, we, right off the bat, we had a flat tire. We were like trying to work on that. And, and then we get stopped in a police roadblock. And because I had a flat tire, I didn't have a spare, you see. So now I was in trouble with the police, and they wanted to find me these absorbent things, and I just sat there, and then we were going to be thrown into jail. They were sending the paddy wagon right now. He's calling. I'm sending the paddy wagon. I said, oh, we'll be right, right here. We'll be right here waiting. Um, eventually, we finally, several hours into this, we finally get this whole process done. By the time we get to the church, our whole group of people that was waiting for us is now gone because they don't know what happened because... We couldn't get a hold of them. Um, so it was like this every step of the way. Um, we went The first day we went in, our electrical system was functioning when we tried it out in the practice. And we got there. The whole thing was crushed. Somebody had set something heavy on it and destroyed our electrical. And then I tried to do the overhead. It didn't work. <laughs> tried to do the sound. It didn't work. <laughs> We're all running off of a generator. So literally everything was broken. Um, somehow we got, you know, pieces here and there and patched everything together. I had a, an extension thing that was hooked all these different things together to try to make so I could plug into their power source. Uh, yeah, it was just a challenge every step of the way. Uh, the... Even though we tried in advance to communicate with the the um, head of the school, they messed that up. So then we had we ended up with 200 students, which is way more than we could actually handle because we had only printed like 150. But um, but in, in and through it all, God was victorious. Um, so we had. Out of these 200 students, we had 28 in a school that is primarily Christian. We had 28 students accept Christ for the first time. And we had another 60, 70 that's committed to abstinence in marriage and faithfulness in marriage at that age, which is a big step for them. So uh, abstinence until marriage. What did I, yeah, not in marriage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't even want to go there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, very strange doctrine. No, no. No, no, it's not the um, faithfulness in marriage. Yes. And um, so we rejoiced at what God was doing. Uh, we were praying for the sick. We had a, a, a time of free medicine at the church 
which brings the whole community into the church. And then they associate that fellowship with the help that we're giving them in Jesus. And it's, it's great because they, in, we've had people come to the service then because, hey, this church cares enough about me to help me with my real need, you know, and, and get saved. So it's awesome working together with Leonard and Gertrude and, and seeing how together we can impact this community for Christ. And it also gives him an opportunity to follow up on these people and begin to disciple them. And as you know, Leonard is a discipler of note. He is, that's his gifting. He is tremendous at it. So we're, we're very blessed. God really moved. Um, like I said, it was a struggle. Uh, but it, we, in the end, the Lord was victorious. The Lord had his way. And... The enemy couldn't stop it. So we're giving glory to God for that. We want to thank the Lord for that. Um, I had the scripture. I, don't, I just felt like I needed to share it. I don't know. And it's from Isaiah 61. But if you look, uh, Matthew, in Matthew... And Luke, there's also reference to this passage. Jesus stood up. He was in the middle of the people. And he unrolled a scroll to Isaiah 61. And he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled the scroll up and he sat down and everyone's eyes were fixed on him. This was the first message that Jesus gave. And he was saying, I am who you are looking for. And their response was to try to throw him off a cliff. Literally, throw him off a cliff. So we, we know when... The good news is proclaimed. <laughs> there will be resistance, yeah? And John, who was to proclaim who Jesus was, he was the one who pointed him out and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was now in prison and doubting somewhat, apparently, because he sent his disciples and said, Are you? Are you the one? And... In, uh, in Matthew, Jesus said to him, Go and tell John what you both hear and see. Because they came and they saw Jesus' ministry. They watched him for a while. Go tell him what you hear and see. And he said, Go tell John that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who's not offended by me. He was a witness of, they were the witnessing this fulfillment that Jesus the Messiah, his qualifications were given by Isaiah hundreds of years before. 
And he was fulfilling every single bit of it. And John could go to his ultimate rest knowing, yes, I pointed out the right one. Amen. Morning, church. I just got instruction from my boss. Okay. It's good to see Edlina back, eh? Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome to South Africa. Did you miss South Africa? <laughs> it's good to see you. Hello, church. Uh, I actually always laugh most of the time because when I stand here, I always say, God is good. <laughs> but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so just hold on. Um, I really thank God to stand in front of you and share. I think most of what happened, I've already forget it. <laughs> so I trust God, whatever I have to share it back to you, I'll remember because for me, after two weeks, I forget things. So I'm just like that. <laughs> so if I forget some of the thing and come along, I'm asking the Spirit to remind me again and share what God has been doing on that ministry. Uh, just a, a little background. Most of the people are thinking, why on earth did you decide to go and minister in Underberg? <laughs> and like... Who goes to minister in Underberg? We go for holidays there. You know that. Uh, a holiday is a nice place to go. But we, me and my family, we had a very privilege of long time to go there and spend time. And we, we never actually normally go for holidays. But Maggie opened this beautiful home for us to stay there. I think two years ago, we really appreciated to be out. And uh, it was a nice thing. But on that note, there is no time to retire. There is no time to relax for God. When we get there, the Lord gives us an opportunity to meet people. And when we meet people, we share the word of God. You cannot say, Lord, hold on a minute. I'm in the holiday time. I'm in a holiday mood. I'm not going to say anything. But uh, we met people there, and we went and see the community. People are nice there. They are so welcoming. But there is that need of a gospel. And it, it was really in my heart that, Lord, I want to go back and minister. So we came back. The holiday was over, and nothing happened. And then a week by, I think, Maggie came and told me, said, Shish, there's this opportunity. Uh, they want you at Underbeck to come and preach the word of God. Oh, I thought you were going to call me for holiday. <laughs> but you called me to go and minister. So it was organized. Um, actually, church, I want to tell you, as Joe said, every time when you're going to do something about God's words, the enemies there want to attack. And I just want to share, just at the beginning of the ministry, what happened. As I was preparing to go to Underberg, 
I was ready and so excited and said, Lord, I'm there to serve you. I'm there to change the whole underbag. And I break my stuff and obviously I've got the morning wife as well. Whenever I'm leaning, she said, oh no, who's going to take the kids to school and this? And then the house is going to be stopped and everything, but that's your wife. You cannot say anything. <laughs> so, and I, I left and I pray. I said, Lord, okay, I'm leaving on that day. And I, there's a beautiful community in the church here. People help me to take out the kids. But I remember as we just preparing on Monday, I took one of my friends to go and minister with him, which is Sing Piwe, great guy from City Hill. So we leave on Monday. I just got the call from Ayanda. And then he told me these huge conversations, and which is, I'm thinking, what must I do with this whole conversation? He said to me, uh, Zolane, there's been an incident happened on Monday. You know, we've got the group of people coming here for young people for Monday motivation. And it was not a great thing happened. The bus driver left one of the girls in some way in the middle of the night. And there was a conversation, which is the bus driver was fighting with these girls. And, and then he said, no, you can just jump out of the car. And you don't want to happen in, this, in these days the time we are living. You don't want girls to be left in the middle of nowhere. It's really, really a bad situation. So I have this thing in my heart now. I'm already down, and I'm packing my stuff. I'm about to go. And I'm really angry with the driver now. And I want to phone him and tell him, that's what you did, it's bad. And, And the Lord told me, Zolane, you don't have a right to do that now. You just leave the situation and focus what I have appointed you to do. And I'm like, Lord, no, that's not fair. I want to phone this guy. I want to meet with him. And, and I said, no, I'm phoning him. As I'm phoning him, he was a calm guy ever. And he said, I'm sorry. And I said, are you sorry what you did? It's bad. You mustn't do that. And said, I'm sorry, Zolan. I did not meant to do that. But next time it will never happen. And then I left it. But as I want to remind you, church, every time when we're engaging something good, the enemy wants to take over. And this is what I felt going through there. And I said, we need to spend time in the wait. And then I had this privilege of Getting to Underbeck, there is no business, there is nothing happening there, it's quiet. And then I went and read the word of God to encourage me to stand on the ministry again. And every time when you go back to the word of God, we've been encouraged. So we get there at Underbeck, it was cold, 15 degrees. So we get, we pack our stuff and... We get to the house, we relax, and then I went and had my quiet time. And then I went, met this lady who arranged everything for us, the ministry that we'll be doing during the week. 
Yeah, she's got a special surname, Mrs. Chumkin. Uh, Chumkin, something like that. So we said, Mrs. Chumkin, we arrive at the place. Could you just tell us we're here? We're coming here to work. We don't have time to play around. I said, chillax, have a time there. Go and just chillax. <laughs> I'll tell you what is the program look like. So we said, okay, thank you, Mrs. Chamson. We went back. We had coffee, uh, good coffee. <laughs> so as we sit it down and we're just chatting with Singapore and say, can we just plan what we're going to be doing? We planned where the time to go, there's an organization called Noah's Ark where you're going to be ministering to kids. It's amazing. So it was the next day, the following day, and we had to go there. And then we get there. I think Mrs. Chumkin, she's little getting old. She forget the faces. <laughs> so we get there, and then I was not wearing like a pastor as meant to be. I was just, because <laughs> it was cold. It was about 14 degrees I had my scarf, I have everything. So we walked there and said, Mrs. Chumkin, we are here. You tell us we've got a program for us. And he said, I've got a bucket of paint. <laughs> I've got a bucket of paint. I've got the brushes at the back. And then, um, are you cold? Uh, I will make some coffee for you. And then some people start looking at me. Because we are not dressed as the painters. And then some people, what, what are we coming here to do? <laughs> I thought we come here to preach the word of God, not painting. And I'm not the greatest painter, first of all, because definitely I was going to paint that place messy. That's not my gift. So I'm afraid how I'm going to tell this lady, lady, I'm a pastor. <laughs> So I started picking up the bucket. <laughs> and we get to the container where we have to paint this. And then some person said, I'm not going to paint with my smart jacket. <laughs> Could you please go and tell this lady <laughs> that we are the pastors? <laughs> we are not. And then I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed to go and break it. I said, Mr. Chamsen, I'm Zolani. <laughs> and she looks at me and said, Oh my goodness! It's Mpundisi! <laughs> it's Mpundisi! I'm so sorry! I've got the painters coming. I thought you're the one. <laughs> you're the one. But you know what? God do not actually look at us as the pastors and see what we are dressed. He looks what's inside our hearts. Most of the people, we want to walk there and we want to show up as the pastors. But we wanted to serve God. We should be humble as much as she can. And she was really sorry for so many times. I said, no, no, no. It's fine. I was going to paint that place. <laughs> if it was going to be my gift to paint here, it was going to be okay. And, but I'm sure I was not going to do a greatest job ever. It was going to be messy around. And she, and give us a coffee, and we get to minister to these kids. And these kids, most of them, they don't have fathers. Their fathers have left to work in Joburg. Some of 
One kid that we've been told, could we need to go and speak to him? We had an opportunity to sit down with this kid, me and Sinclair, and he said, we love you. And he gave us a hug back. And when we chatted to him, I said, what causing you to be like this at school and don't behave and fight with the teachers? He said, because my father always beat my mom at home. So I do the same. I thought it's okay. And we said, can we pray with you? He was such a cleverest child I ever found. And he said, if you pray with me, I want you to pray that my dad can change as well. And I felt that. I said, Lord, you use this kid in a prayer. And he's asking us amazing prayer of him to be convicted of his father to see the Lord again. And, you know, we, we wanted so all the other children not to see the situation there that we are praying with these kids because, you know, the kids are kids. They are still coming around and jumping. They want to play with him. And we said, okay, we're not going to close our eyes. We're just going to pray with you. And let's just do it. And these kids said, no, 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 let's close their eyes. Because I don't want these kids to see what's going on. And I don't want them to see what I just told you. And we close their eyes and we pray. At the end, I remember, he said, I took our father who was in heaven every time when I go at home. When I see situation happen, I pray our father. And to know the small kid remember that prayer that the Lord has taught us, it's an amazing thing. It's something that can be robbed out of you. It's amazing prayer on that. We had the minister, the ministry going on, and the Lord has gifted me to play with kids. <laughs> I don't know, I just found that gift comes. So, and, and they said, okay, can we do some story? And then I was Goliath. Sinpio is a little short man. So he was David. Because <laughs> he's too short. And... We play the, the Goliath side. I was Goliath. I beat David. David beat at me. And we had so much fun with kids. And I love the ministry going on. We did a story happen. And at the end, they said, you did great. We want you to minister to the teachers now. Oh. Oh, no. That was not what I want. <laughs> But when we actually minister to kids, we get to be involved with the parents as well. And they call us the meeting at the middle of the following day. And I was going to preach and St. Peter was going to be preaching. So there, I really admire their English is perfect. It's better than mine. <laughs> I'm amazed. And we said, what are we going to preach with in Zulu or in English? They said, you can use both languages. Okay. We know them. But I was preaching in Zulu, which is Mazulu, sometimes not good as well. <laughs> but it was amazing how the Lord used me in preaching in Zulu. I just did amazing. And there was this moment when I was preaching to them and just telling my background, where I come from, and sharing the word of God. These ladies at the back, they were just sitting in the line there, and they were just laughing, unusual laugh, 
manifesting and making funny noise. And I was thinking, I never experienced such thing like this. But Lord, you tell us to cast demons in Jesus' name and tell them to go. I'm, keep preaching. And then St. Pure came and preached. And then they're still doing the same thing. The Lord gave us authority to lay hands. And then we went and lay hands over this lady's men's in prayer. We said, in Jesus' name, demons must go. She was down on the floor, weeping. And the others next, they're thinking, what's going on now? And we're praying and praying and praying over the ladies. And they came at the end and gave us the hug. We lead them to the Lord. We don't see what bad happening there, but we see the kingdom of God there. We see the creation that the Lord has made somebody there. Because we get interrupted and thinking, oh, this, the enemy is doing something, and when we entertain the enemy, but we don't have the, to entertain the devil. Devil is a liar. We take him out, and we replace him with something greater forever. Jesus Christ. So, we prayed and we came and we lead them. We, we had the conversation and they, they told us, oh, you, you must come to our house. Now I'm becoming a famous pastor in this community now. <laughs> and one of the finest moments in Pew was laughing at me because now they're bringing water. Because they, they are sort of religious. They said, Pastor, can you please pray for our water? And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm in an awkward moment. <laughs> what must I pray for water for? I said, you leaving, you're going back in Devon. And I said, no, I don't want to pray for your water. I want to pray for you. The water is not going to do anything because it's just the water. We thank God that he produced the water for us to drink it. Not to take away what you have trouble in your life. So I want to pray for you to be in encounter with God. Because when we leave, going back in, under, in Deben, I want you to carry on the same thing and spread the gospel. When you touch one, you touch the whole village. So, they are confused as well. This pastor, we see him with his, bra- his friend praying, but he doesn't want to pray for our water. Because eventually the other pastors, they're praying for water. The water must be at the back there. When you've got problems, you take that water. I don't know what you do with it. Ba, 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 something. <laughs> and do that. So we, we really had that moment of sharing the gospel. And share the good news. And don't come and tell them things going to be okay. And things going to be bad if you don't do this, but it's for themselves to find the word of God. So we had that ministry going on and we had a break time to climb the mountains. So I did not do very well on climbing the mountains. Uh, It was very terrible. We saw the baboons (laughs) and even when I see the baboons, I really almost poop myself. (laughs) Uh, sorry about if you're going to eat the lunch. <laughs> but uh, we had a, a very good ministry time 
on that. And, and even on the mountain, and to see the beauty of God, it amazes you. God is a creator. And we're missing a lot. I look at myself, I said to sing pure, God has made me, and look at this nature he did as well. He made it perfectly beautiful. And we had that good time there in the mountain. And then uh, after the following day, I said, no, I'm not going to do the ministry where to go one of other place because I was tired. I was so, so. And the message comes and said, fine, I know climbing the mountain is a difficult thing ever. And I really enjoy it. And we get to Sunday. I preached at the church called Underbeck Congregational Church. It's a chapel. And I thank the freedom at Sarepta because I can move around. <laughs> and at the chapel, there is like, what you call that? Can you help me with that? A pulpit. Hey, the pulpit, you have to be higher up there. I never have that experience. I was knocking everything. <laughs> at that pulpit. And then at the chapel, it's so cold. So I said to them, can I have the blanket first before I start preaching? And they said, sorry, we don't have a blanket for you. <laughs> All we need you is to preach. So it, it's amazing chapel. And it's this guy, it's an African guy. It's a colored guy. He came from Eastern Cape. He's running this church. And he said, I want you to let the freedom of God in the church. And he stood up and he said, thank you, Pastor Zolani. Today, the church, I was praying that it's going to be fooled. And then when we went to the prayer meeting, you said, Lord, bring your people. And today, the church is full. So you must come again. And the church was very full. <laughs> and he said, eventually, the church never be full. But he's amazed how many people they just came and the whole of the chapel was full. And I was amazed as well. I'm thinking, how do they know me, these people? But when you've got God in yourself, people, they will see Lord living in you. And I asked God to give me the wisdom of sharing his word. And I preach, and I was a little bit scared and nervous, but you shouldn't be scared of sharing what God has in your heart. And there was a freedom. There was a healing. There was an encouragement in the church. And on that pulpit, you are not allowed to go down. But I asked, can I have a permission to go down? And they said, fine. And I said, can I call the people to come for the prayer for the healing? And there were few people coming for the prayer and they were healed. And there were few people really inspired and realized what it's all about. And we had a greatest service, and I really enjoyed and praised God for the ministry. And I really appreciate you guys for your prayers. And I want to end up with this. There's more. I think we can stand here for another two hours. <laughs> uh, I could share more on that. But I, I just like... This scripture, Philippians 1. 
verse 6. Can I have it on, on, on there, please? Philippians 1, verse 6. Okay, my vision is better. (laughs) I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the end of the day. Church, it's not us doing it, it's God doing it. I don't have much, but I have God with myself. He's the one doing it. I'm just surrendering it because he's the king. I shouldn't take glory, but the glory to God. We tend to forget that he's the one beginning the work. And you will the one accomplish the work. In Underberg, in Zimbabwe, he's the one going to end the work. And Sarepta. Amen. <laughs> we are living in this time of us knowing wherever we go, we're bringing Jesus. We don't bring Zolani. I like Jonathan. He always tell us, it's not about me. You can just go any time. I'm not going yet. <laughs> but when you bring Jesus, everything will be okay. The ministry shouldn't die when we die. The ministry should carry on. We need to be the person inherited what God has given us forever. Amen. Uh, my elder daughter lives in Underberg, and she met a friend, I think, at a Bible study, who'd been at the service where Zelani was preaching. And she didn't know that Nikki knew Zelani at all. She said, we just had a wonderful Sunday. We had such a preach. We all enjoyed it so much. Uh, I just thought it was lovely to get that testimony from somebody completely outside. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus, in the end of Matthew 28, what does he say? He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I will be with you. I will always be with you until the end of the age. And we've heard today of uh, Zelani going to Zimbabwe, at least to, of going to Underberg, and uh, Joe going to Zimbabwe. We've got American missionaries coming out this, this week and for, for a couple of weeks and being with us and going with Joe. And it's exciting to be involved in mission. But sometimes I think we, we think mission is always very far away. But mission starts right uh, at next door, right in, in our own families. The hardest mission field is sometimes our family. And for me, one of the scriptures of the week has been the scripture from... Uh, 
Mark chapter 3, reading from verse 13, and just verse 13 and 14. I had a whole long message to talk about, but this is going to be just a couple of words. And he went up to the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach, and have authority to cast out demons, etc., etc. God has called each one of us, not just the 12 apostles. Later on, he sent the 12 out. Later on, he sent the 72 out. And then at the end, he preached to, I'm not sure how many were there were there when he went up, when he ascended, but there were, there were much more than just, just a few. And we are all sent. We are all sent. We are all chosen to be Jesus. And you might think, I don't know the word enough. And I often feel that. I often feel that I'm in- inadequate. But I carry Jesus. You carry Jesus. The Zalani carries Jesus. That's the impact he makes. That's the impact you make is that we carry Jesus. And so he calls these, these 12 and he calls them to be apostles. But before he calls them to be apostles, what does he call them to be? He calls them to be with him. He calls them to be with him. And it was a sense when Zelani was going up and he knew, that he, needed, he knew he needed to be in the Word. He needed to lose himself in Jesus to be with Him, to, to get aside, to be with Him. If we're with Him, and if we're overflowing with Him, as we are encountering in the, in the Word, as we're really, really understanding how much He loves us, then we are going to make a huge impact. Because we carry Jesus. We've been, we've been preaching about it in the last few weeks, about our union in Jesus. That we are one with Him, that He is in us and He abides in us. And, and the fruit that we, we produce flows from our union with Him. And we can be abundant and we can produce much fruit wherever we go. So the challenge for us is it's not just we send uh, Joe and Avril and we send Zelani off and we send whoever somewhere. We are Jesus. Daryl is going this weekend. And so we bless Daryl. He's got a pass-through fire weekend. And I just pray for, for Daryl. I ask, Lord, that, that today and then this week, you would strengthen him by your spirit. That this, this weekend away with dads and lads would be such a powerful weekend of ministry, of uh, people being presented Jesus, of the gospel being preached and enacted. And so I pray for the dads and lads. I pray for all of them to know you by the end of the weekend. And I pray for their own relationships. I pray that their relationship will never, ever be the same. It would be so wonderful. And so we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of sharing the gospel. We pray for all the the, uh, stuff that has to happen between now and then. And we pray for favor and grace and mercy. Go well, uh, Daryl. You go and you carry Jesus. So let's close. Let's close and sing this most amazing song. Here is love.